The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. Everybody, welcome to uh, my brand new show, Deep, which I've been doing in this Corona demic. I like to call it, and uh, basically, I'm going on. You know, most of the days, I think I'm doing almost every day, uh, including the press of an hour. I'd be doing that, and I'm doing like one-on-one interviews with different people uh, that are I'm interested in, my friends, uh, people I don't know. You know, as you see, there'll be different types of professions, different types of interest all kinds of stuff just to give a little bit of more content out there i uh been uh home this weekend i mean i went out i walked to the beach and then i came back uh and i was and i got really paranoid because i was afraid obviously to go near anybody and i wasn't going to wear a mask because they, they make me nauseous but i you know i i just stayed away from anybody i didn't touch much um, I've been making my own coffee and bringing it out where I actually would like to buy coffee at a store. I haven't, haven't been doing that, you know, little things like that. I miss, uh, and the beach was really nice. I was able to walk and I was, you know, social distancing from all the other humans and whatnot. So at least I have that. The weather's been bad. I've been home. I need to, you know, figure out a workout plan because everyone's working out and I'm not really working out that much, but hopefully maybe tonight I will. But uh, without further ado, we have our guest today on Deep with Stacey Pressman and also Stacey Pressman for May of 2021. I'm running independently. Uh, I'm going to start getting my signature soon. I have to figure out how to do that uh, virtually or if I have to go door to door, but we will figure that out. So please support my mayoral candidacy for as an independent um, you know, write to me, uh, I'll, I'll have a specific email, Prussman for mayor, probably at Gmail. So, um, anyway, basically I'm excited, uh, to have this guest. One of my favorite people I've known her probably close to 20 years. We met doing stand up in a sushi restaurant. She is what she has a great show called Simon says that, that I think is in different clubs right now when, when we have clubs, when the clubs are open, um, she she's I know she's on the road. She's headlining. She's just amazing. Put your uh, ears together, huh, ears together for Miss Sharon uh, Simon. Sharon Hi. Simon. Yay! <laughs> Hi, Stacy. Hi, my love. How are you? This is not. You've been on the Pressman Hour before. Yes, um, I have. So this isn't your first rodeo. Uh, no, no. With me, um, but we've known each other for I don't know so many years i mean close to 20 not quite 20 not quite 20 i think we i started comedy in 2002 officially that's when i started doing real you know i dabbled in it maybe no well i i I always did like i did stand-up comedy in 2002 like officially like die hard um i did that's when i started really doing stand-up but we met doing comedy back in those days um 2002 or 2003 at cheeky i think it was 2002 because I started, and I know I met Tim, and I met you, and I think I was doing Shiggy's prior to that, unless I you came in a little later because you were a little bit younger. I don't remember. And and Joseph Rocha, God rest his soul, he was there. And yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. John Femia from Square Pegs would run it. 
It was quite the quite the show and we get free sushi at the end of the show which is really generous right that it, was, it, it was i felt like a rock star that i was getting paid in sushi i know we were newer comics so it was like really a nice but we'd have like big guys come by with lisa lavanelli at the time would come by mm-hmm. and john Jaresta and like i don't know some big bigger names that whoever was big back karen, then. Ka- karen foster was there often i remember who's karen foster do i know her karen foster she's yeah, yeah, she was, uh, uh, she my, was on my mem- almost on Imus after that. Oh yes, happened. And I think Melissa Roush might have come by, who used to who's on who's on Big Bang Theory. I think she no, she did Hamburger Harry's with me, and I was mm. friendly with her. And also now she's this big star, and you know, uh, you know, she went to L.A. which, and she um, got on. She was Bernadette on Big Bang Theory, so that's good, exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Um, exciting uh information so there's like a lot of cool stuff like there's been a lot of interesting time and now we are not able to do shows like we normally do you know we can do pod podcasts and uh i know you do um weddings as well you you officiate weddings so if you want a great she officiated joe conti and beverly's wedding beverly and joe conti Uh, weddings are on hold too right now that's on hold right everything that speaking is on a lot of things that we do to make money that we enjoy you know outside of performing that that they're performing esque are all dead like it's a dead you know anything where there's groups of people um except for podcasting is ways you know it's hard to make money like a lot of people are losing money uh i i guess everyone feels that way but you know, some jobs, you know, you, you, they'll give you, you know, severance or unemployment, like not so much with stand up and other things. So we're in a lot of independent contractors and people obviously that work in bars and restaurants. We don't have the same luxury. So, you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but just I'm not complaining. I'm just stating facts, I guess. Yeah, every day that I wake up that everybody that I'm very close to is OK, I feel so grateful. That's it. Yes. That's it. That's all that matters now. <laughs> Yeah, I think and it's I time. Guess in a way, that's all that ever mattered. I think it's time to. Um, I think it's time to like really like write gratitude lists. Do you agree? Yeah, I do that regularly. Anyway, I find I don't write gratitude lists when I'm doing really well. But when I start to feel resentful or angry, then I make sure I write ten things in the morning and three things at night. Oh, really? What? So, give me yeah. something that you, if you want to share that you're grateful for. I'm, well, absolutely, I'm grateful that everybody I'm very close to is fine right now. Right. Um, I'm grateful that we have enough food for a few days. Yep, me too. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful that I have a big bathtub, so I have something to reward myself with, with, uh, with a good day. And I'm grateful. I'm so grateful for art. I'm, I'm finding ways to create art. I'm making videos with my parrot. I'm asking people what they would want to ask a dinosaur if they could ask a dinosaur a question so then i interview my parrot well, i love it the dinosaurs. i love and, it uh, and, I, and i think i'm grateful that my parrot is so happy i'm home she you know she doesn't know what's going on she's just like for some reason i spend most of the day with her um oh my god i've been I've been taking these Bollywood classes online, learning how to Bollywood dance, which is super fun. And I'm grateful to have the time to do that. Oh, wow. How, yeah. where, where where did you find the Bollywood? I did that once in a hotel. I, you know, sometimes uh-huh. the exercise channel at the hotel. So I was uh-huh. stuck in a hotel for a few days. I guess it was a gig. I don't remember what it was. Maybe a lecture. Uh-huh. I don't know. One of those. I was really, I, I got snowed into a hotel um, gotcha. and I couldn't leave. 
I think it was Ohio, and it was a nice hotel, and I did I did the Bollywood dancers, and I really liked it. It was really fun. Yeah, it's really, really fun. Um, and I never thought I would do, you know, I've been so busy running around uh, focused on building a career, which just sort of came in on itself, as it did for all of us, that there are so many things within my life that had been on hold that I'm trying to address. So as silly as it sounds, as two nights ago, I went through two drawers that I needed to go through. Oh, really? And with it, within it, I found a message that my aunt, who passed on uh, a bit over a year ago, had written about my mother, who passed on in 2006. Really? And it's, yeah. So these are the kinds of things that you don't normally get into because we're so busy out in the world. I feel this uh, very strange sense of how ridiculously spoiled I was up until now. Like I haven't had wine or dessert in over a week and I'm fine. Oh, good. And don't get me wrong. I'd love to get drunk and eat cheese. I haven't been drinking cake, at but... all. I haven't been, I was sick last week and I didn't, I haven't had wine in like three weeks. I, I'm okay. Yeah. I actually feel okay. Or I'll, I feel, I mean, I don't need alcohol, but I would like to, you know, have alcohol, you know? I can't wait to have a whole bunch of alcohol, but it reduces your immune system. So who knows? Maybe maybe you touch against the virus, and then if you drink wine, it'll take hold. And if you don't, it won't. It's just not worth it right now. Right. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, we don't really know what's going to make you, you know... Any little, like, I was sick a lot. You you and I were both sick a lot. I see you at shows, and you were like, yep. I'm so sick. And I'm like, me too. I was sick yep. last week. And, you know, and I was like, I, I don't know what, why, you know, we kept getting sore throats and whatnot. Um, um, it was interesting. So. Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting how that works, you know, and you don't want to keep getting sick. Even the little thing could mess everything up, you know. Right. And it's just not worth it right now. I have a. I have edibles. I'm not going to smoke. I have edibles. I haven't used them though. I may. I just, I'm afraid of getting paranoid, but I was doing all sorts of things to relax that I'm finding myself able to sleep anyway. Right. No, I know it's, it's a, I mean, I've been sleeping. I mean, I've just been sleeping my own time. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, so it's just, uh, it's scary because it feels like, you know, we don't really know what's going on, you know? Right. The world doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. It's really scary. And I feel like we have to sort of figure out. I mean, I'm okay, like, right now, but I don't know. I don't want to project into the future, you know, like I snapped, you know, I'm with my mother and I'm like, you know, I snapped at her. And that's hard. That's, you know, I... I choose to live with my husband. We're married. We made a choice to live together. Mm-hmm. But we don't normally spend this much time together. We don't. We normally have lives that we go out and have. Mm-hmm. But he's working from home. I'm dancing Bollywood in the living room. He chews gum. I hate when people chew gum near me. Like different silly things that. Right. I, I saw him right before we right before we got on. I saw a meme of a couple, and the woman said, "Can you please not blink your eyes so loud?" Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. People are gonna hate each other by the end of this. You know, you know, some people. You know, not everybody. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's kind of funny. Yeah. Can you please? But but, but that's that we have to get along. Like, 
you can't go anywhere. So you have to get along. You have to find a way to take space, give each other room. And I, I feel for couples who were getting along before this. I feel for roommates and people who are living in studio apartments. Oh, roommates. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. That's hard. That is really hard. And with your mom, I imagine I love my dad and it, it worries me that I can't see yeah. him. But at the same time, I can't imagine actually living with him. He has a big house that would be, we'd have a lot of space, but I'm sorry that you, you know, li adults living with a parent, that's rough. No, I know. It's a, uh, my mom and I are fighting a lot. I mean, I was thinking of maybe doing an Airbnb for a few days because uh, they're very cheap right now. Not that I have any, I don't have extra money, you know, but. Um, and then the other, the other problem is it, the virus lives on surfaces. So like to go somewhere else. Is... Yeah. I mean, I mean, re I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I mean, it's like, I don't know if someone's going to catch a virus from a surface, you know, if no one's there. I mean, I think it's kind of like far fetched. It could happen. But, uh, you know, I mean, I guess my real fear is really just getting in touch with people's droplets one-on-one. -on -one. Right, right. That's more of my fear. It's, I, I mean, I don't, I mean, yes, weird things could happen. But, like, you know, you could touch something and then you get it. I mean, I don't know if, if it's that touchy, more people would be getting it. So, I mean, uh, who's to say? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, at the same, yeah. Who's to say at the same time? You know? So... I don't, well, I'm, I don't know what I to think about that. Put. Like, I'm not even, I don't, it's probably my anxiety, but I don't even feel safe to go to the grocery store. I haven't been able to get a fresh direct order in, but I'm trying. Well, I mean, if it's between starving and getting food, I'm going to get food. Like, right. it, it has, yeah. I mean, I have to go get some stuff tomorrow. Also, you know, if you put gloves on and a mask, you should be fine. Like, let's be honest, unless someone fucking vomits in your face. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah, sneezes. Yeah. You should be fine. I bought all these gloves and I have a mask. And, and it should, you know, it should be enough. And then if you go out, you know, the gloves are, the you just throw them away before you, and you wash up. I mean, look, we're not in a, you know, isolation zone where everyone has it. And, you know, if, do if doctors can be covered up and not get it, then we can go to a grocery store where, you know, semi-healthy people, you know. You gotta some, be of them are get some of them are getting it, too. Right, they are. So, they are because they're in the but they're in the in the in the ground zero of it. No, no, absolutely. Yeah. They're in it. They're like in 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 it. You know, so when you're in in it, you have no choice. I think, right? Well, they're also saving lives. So what they're doing is worth the risk. I just, I I think that I I decided to self isolate before we were told to. I remember so that you I said you would, you were very yeah. much into the self isolation. I remember. We'll see how this pans out. I just hope, I hope it ends soon. We can get back to doing everything we love with a new appreciation of. Oh yeah, what's I mean, really important. I mean, Howie Dewey shaved his head. Did you see that? <laughs> Yeah, I did. He's like, I'm ready for battle. I'm like, how? You know, it's like he's it look like he's ready for the apocalypse. You know? Yeah, yeah. They say it lives on your hair. So, like, I have super over processed hair, and I normally only shampoo it when I swim. Other than that, I just put. Me too. I, I I get I used to get blow dry. Yeah. Now I've been washing yeah. it more often, and I'm washing it every day. My hair my hair is falling out. Seriously. Yeah, just, I mean, I wouldn't be so, I, I wouldn't worry about it unless you're going out and doing stuff. Seriously, like, if you're in your house, I wouldn't worry about it. 
I would just, I would be like, is, is your husband going out too? No, but he has gone out. He has worked up until fairly recently. I'm not sure what the date is. I should know the date because it's a, like a risk for both of us. Uh-huh. But he was, he was, he was working longer than most people. And okay. in environments where it could be have, have subjected both of us to it. Gotcha. Okay. And and you know me. You know me. I'm a like an anxious, paranoid person. <laughs> well, yeah, to a degree, yeah. Yeah. We all. I mean, we all are in a way. I mean, like people with you know mental. I know you do a lot of work with borderline personality mm-hmm. disorder. Maybe you could explain. Yeah. To, uh, well, people don't really know what that is, so maybe you could explain to people. Uh, so I. I run a group called Life on the Borderline. It is a borderline. Feels like yeah. I'm going <laughs> to lose my mind. I think she meant that about border. I, I, I know the, it sounds like it. Thing. I think yeah. she's she's borderline. She has a borderline. She seems borderline, Madonna. Oh yeah, she does. Um, in some ways, yes. In some ways, yes. narcissistic and borderline, but they go together. I find that they. I find they don't. I've, I've been running this group for about seven years. So mm-hmm. I've seen like a lot of different cases and a lot of different things and a lot of different ways that it manifests. And in the time I've been running the group, a new DSM came out. So there was a new way of explaining it. I like the original diagnosis, the original diagnosis, the original explanation of borderline, how borderline came about was regarding patients in mental hospitals who got worse with treatment. I like that because. Oh, really? What do you mean? So explain, first of all, explain what borderline is. Define it for people that don't understand it. So I'm sorry to have to not really be able to define it. I, I stuttered to define it because I don't like the new DSM's explanation of it because currently they say you have to have all of the symptoms all of the time and you have to have them to a pathological degree. And I think making the diagnosis that difficult to get keeps people out of the treatment. So I'm just going to give you my opinion. And That's I'm, fine. I'm Perfectly take it fine. As my okay. Opinion. People have on and off suicidal ideation, fear of abandonment, a, a loose sense of self. All right. Well, explain what uh, suicidal ideation. What is that? Can you define when some, So when something bad happens, people fantasize about committing suicide rather than actually coming up with a plan to make their lives better or a plan for suicide. So people like sort of fantasize about suicide. Okay. So that's not really dangerous because people fantasize about sex too and they don't do it. <laughs> so it's, it's, It is dangerous because you can't like, like solve the problem. Things. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm fat. I'm going to kill myself. No, I'm, I'm fat, so I want to eat less and exercise more. Is like okay, that like makes that, sense. Okay, know? but we've all said that I'm, I'm like I want you know you come off stage, you feel suicide. I have. I mean, I, maybe I'm beat borderline. I've wanted to kill myself from like a bad set or I, a bad like date or yeah. something. I've it, it, or it triggers me into that feeling. It could be something I think small. There's a lot of borderline in stand-up comedy. Yeah. Okay. So I believe because we exaggerate too. Like so. so another thing is like our emotions are. So super, super intense and come on super, super quick. So that is a part of borderline that I still have. So I can be at baseline, very relaxed and happy. And then somebody on the train steps on my foot and doesn't apologize. And all of a sudden I'm raging. Wow. Okay. So 
So, and I think that's pretty common in stand-up because part of what makes stand-up comics funny is our ability to exaggerate the mundane. Gotcha. View it as bigger than it is. So I think there's like a big overlap with that. Um, so suicide idolations. Uh, the other one was um, uh, sense of in- intense emotions that come on super super quick. Um, okay. I fi- I find everyone who comes through my group has more sensitive nervous systems. Right. So okay. Like I've met people who are very sensitive to smell. I'm very sensitive to sound. Okay. More so than other people. That's an, okay. That's interesting. Okay. Um, and so and biologically the, sensitive to things. Yeah. Okay. One of the great things about having borderline is it's treatable. Right. It's completely treatable. So if you get the correct diagnosis, you get into dialectical behavioral therapy, you start meeting other people with the illness, the condition, I should say, you can get better. Like, right. I'm not the person I was. No, you're not. Uh, you're always yeah. a great, I mean, you were always Thank a great person, but I think you were. Well, overcome me. They were me for a very long time. And now it's just a part of who I am and I accept it. And I, you know, I don't like being cooped up, but I, I normally, I don't, I don't know how I would have handled this pandemic 10 years ago. You know, I, I, I don't know if I could have stayed in. I might have ended up running outside naked or something. It would yeah. have been a lot harder for me to manage. Oh my God! So do you have so, to take medication for borderline, or or you just there, there actually isn't a medication. There is no current medication for borderline. There are medications for anxiety and depression. Right, I'm aware of that. Which yeah. are symptoms of the illness. Okay. And you can take medications to manage that, but there's no medication that will help with fear of abandonment. There's no medication that will help with the intense emotions coming on super, super quick or the faulty and thinking, um, apocalyptic thinking. So in terms so, of fear of abandonment, isn't that something that like, like I have that and I know another girlfriend of mine has that. Is that from like life experiences or trauma or that's the disease that's chemical in your head? So, so borderline's not considered a chemical, a chemical disorder. I, again, totally my theory I have a personal theory that people with borderline produce less less oxytocin than most people because of our lack of ability to trust or feel safe. Okay. Um, oxytocin is not something you can take, but it's something you can induce in yourself by How? singing singing groups, petting dogs, being close to a loved one, smiling. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, one of the really fun ways to create more oxytocin in your system is to watch TV shows you're super familiar with. It's why I think The Office is on all the time. Oh, great. Okay. So a lot of so basically dealing so a lot of people right now without borderline need oxytocin because right. Po- so so if you have an antenna, there's a television show, a television channel called Cozy TV. Cozy TV is in New York. It's near Channel Four and. They play Little House on the Prairie, Touched by an Angel, and The Monsters, and Roseanne, Aww. and just all old sitcoms, and there are no news breaks. Oh, thank God. I mean, it's a little you bit can... much. It's like Corona, Corona, yeah. Corona. It's like, it's like enough already. It's like every time I, I turn the TV on, the coronavirus, the coronavirus. Right. It's like, and then we're talking about it, and we can't help it. It's like, it's like, and yeah. like, it's like, I wonder, God willing, when this is over, I'm like, it's going to be so hacked to talk about the coronavirus on stage as a comedian, right? It's going to be like... 
all right, not you know, because we're coming out of this, and then we'll be on stage, and then what? Coronavirus jokes, like night and day. Like I don't want to hear. Like I, we're gonna be done with it. Like I don't want to hear another Corona. I won't even look at Corona beer. I'm so angry at. Corona. I know, I know, I know. It's, it's I don't even want to hear my Sharona because it sounds like Corona. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's gonna it's, be enough. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll be fearful. It's like you know, if you ever get sick and then you're afraid to go outside, like in the like yeah. in the beginning, like I don't want to catch something or like. You're like, you have a weakened immune system and you're like, you just got over a cold. You're like, oh, I don't want to get sick again. And it's cold out. It's like, like people are going to have like that weird feeling. Like when it's over, it's not going to really be over. Like it doesn't just go away. Well, we'll see how this ends. But that aspect, like I, I never understood OCD people. Now I can't like, I can't even eat because I'm like, all right, I wash my hands, but now I touch the packages, the fork. Okay. Is the plate? Okay. Is everything cooked well enough? I better wash my hands again. Okay. I touched the sofa. Now I better sanitize my hands. Like, right. I understand like can, it. Well, I would, I, as long as you guys aren't going out, and I think you're okay. It's, I, th- I really think it's like when people bring germs into the house. When there are people who live in the same house and not get it, you know? So, and then some people get it and nothing's happening to them. Right. At all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But then at the same time, when this, this is the thing I'm worried about, and I think we talked about it before. So when you get it or you're carrying it, when does it just get out of your system? How about that? I like, don't know. Is it just like you fight it and then it's goodbye? It's gagged into hay, as they say in Yiddish, go with God? Or is it like you well, have it in your system guy, for months? The first guy to test positive in New Jersey now tests negative. He's recovered. Oh, good. Okay, that's a good sign. I think when for it him. hits certain people, it hits them really bad. I think that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you think that... I don't know what my... I think that's part of it, and so that's why I'm not eating dessert too much. I mean, you say I won't the whole time, and I'm not drinking wine again. I, I won't say I won't the whole time, but um, well, you, you know what's funny? I've like, yeah. I've like, I'm probably healthier than I have been in years. You look great in the pictures. Tons of water, exercising. No, you look really good in the pictures. <laughs> I was looking at, you know, yeah. I mean, Thank I have you. to. I was like, I was literally like in a in a funk. I've been going through a lot mm-hmm. of shit. It's the last couple of days, yeah, yeah. other than the coronavirus, I've been going through yeah. a lot of shit and uh, went through. I I kind of broke up my boyfriend in a, in a weird way. I don't really feel like getting. I, I don't know if I should get into it, but I, I really don't want to. Up to you. You know, I don't. Um, just put it this way. Um, and I, I don't want to say too much. Um, because I, I haven't I haven't talked about the relationship at all about the good right. part. You know, I'll, I'll talk about. He said that. Um. We were like, you know, we were kind of living separate lives, kind of on purpose, but not on. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't even know. Like, we wouldn't even. Basically, there was a lot of. Um, I don't even think he listens to anything I do, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, there was a lot of gaslighting that I was aware mm-hmm. of in the relationship, and basically, if you're, you know, if you want an open relationship, that's fine. We could figure that mm-hmm. out. If you don't. And you, you, you know, you want to be exclusive. Being on a dating site publicly is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And using the dating site is crazy. And mm-hmm. when I, if someone says, it, if your partner says it bothers you, it's kind of the thing you're like, oh, okay. If you don't want to be exclusive, then don't be exclusive and don't say you want to be. Yeah. And, and when, so I just ended it. I said, I'm, I said, I said, that's crazy. Like the, his thought process was crazy to me. It didn't make any sense. So, 
I, you know, if I was on a dating site with and was on my boy with my boyfriend and and he's like, well, you shouldn't be on a dating site publicly if you have a boyfriend. I'm like, yeah, you guess you're right. So that was, I mean, I was just done. That was one of the things um, that I found out. Uh, that I, I mean, yeah. I knew. I kind of knew he was on the dating site. Um, I kind of ignored it, but he had pop-up notifications on his phone that would pop up constantly, by the way. So I would have to like, I felt like, am I crazy? Am I overreacting? It's just a dating site. And then I was like, no, I'm not. It's like respect. So I never talk. I said I would never really talk about stuff about the relationship, but I think it's important mm-hmm. I'm talking about it now. Um, it's cathartic because okay. I feel like, you know, if someone's like, I don't want to be serious. I want to date around. I'm like, go ahead. You know, we'll figure it out. I either we won't go out or I'll date other people too. And then that's the end of it. You know, I, I didn't, you know, but, but don't like, so he thought he was, he's like, well, you have your fans. He would say that to me. And I was like, my fans. Yeah. What the hell does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> my 10 fans. What? I'm not fucking my fans. I'm not, you know, we're just, they're not, they're fans of my, hopefully of my comedy that I've been working 20 years, 30 years in show business for, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and I haven't, you're the first person I've actually talked on the podcast about it. And, and then I just knew there was things I found out, um, through other sources. Don't ask. I'm not going to tell how, Yeah. On, but I yeah. knew he had these things that he claimed he was had to go to emergencies that happened. And I knew mm-hmm. I found out he was actually at restaurants. Yeah. So, so. um, I have a, I have sources that are actually are private investigators that yeah. that are black web black hat people. So anyway, I can't even that's so I shouldn't even say that. But basically, I never did that before. But something just you know, and like he'll probably if he hears this, good. If not, I don't care. You know, but you know, it's like don't don't lie to me and think that I won't know. Like I when I think yeah. when I when I energetically know something, I know something. You know, and I always tell yeah. you that. I would always, yeah, make, yeah, I've always been good with stuff with that. Like when I said to, 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 you know, and the thing is like, just be honest with me. Like I'm so good with honesty, but I'm not good with lies. Like even if it's not what I want to hear, I'm okay with yeah. that. You know, I'm a grown woman. I've been around for a long time. I'm, I can yeah, take a lot yeah. of shit, you know? So uh, I felt after, like. That, after that. you find someone's lied to you, even like a little bit, then for me, I don't trust them as much. And then I look into other things and there are certain lies people tell that you can get fast. And then certain lies that just tell you this person is not capable of being honest. And once you're aware of that, there's, you, you can't even have a conversation with someone that, well, I, I, you know, in my head, I, I, I knew a lot of stuff and Mm -hmm. there had been one incident that we, that happened where he lied, he said he went. He was at something. He was mm-hmm. at the gym and he went to a party. Mm-hmm. And like, I was. It was the beginning. It was kind of the beginning. And he could have just said, "I'm going to a party tonight." I mean, it was. I think it was a date, but it was like it was a whole weird thing. And, yeah. And the picture was there was a public picture. It was very weird. The whole thing was very weird. So um. Uh, so anyway, basically, uh, I found a lot of stuff out. I shouldn't have found out, but I found it out. You know, what I'm saying that nonetheless. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you just find shit out. You shouldn't find out. And I found. Yeah. And I found out shit, you know, and. Uh, and that's what happens, you know. So you basically. Um, I I haven't really talked about it online. I'm not one to be like, eh, 
I didn't really, I was embarrassed because I kind of stayed with him and I let him get away with it. And then I was like, and then nothing got better because I, you know, and he thinks that he, and then he kept trying to gaslight me with the dating site over and over again. It was like, what would it, just get off the site. Like, what's the big deal? Yeah. You can, you just, you can, and the thing is that this particular site, you just could press a button and go back on. It wasn't like you had to stay off of it forever if it didn't work out. So I don't know. I don't know what the issue was. Um, I don't know. You know, there's a lot of other problems, but I'm not going to get into that online, you know, on air, but you know, I'm sad. I am sad about it, but I think it's for the best. So you're the first. And I just went public yeah. with it. So there you go. I mean, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. If you're dating someone and it's not making you happy, why do it? You you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I was happy in the dating. I was happy. And then it nothing felt, re- you know, real. And we haven't really talked. When I, en- I ended it pretty abruptly. So we haven't really talked. But, um, you know, I, you know, you know, sometimes like I have a lot of guy friends, you know, we all have guy friends. So Me like, too, yeah, yeah, we're comics, tomboys. And I have friends that like, you know, guys that have been, you know, they've been, they've been playboys, been around the block. Like, what the hell are you doing with this guy? You know, you know, it's not like I have, yep. don't have friends that, you know, haven't, you know, I have guys, you know, I just like honest people. Like, I don't need you to be the best guy. I just don't want you to be a liar. But, you know, liars scare me. Like, especially very... Mm. There's, there's other things too. I can't even get into the other yeah. things on the air, but um, it gets even crazier. But anyway, so I've been so uh, amongst being in, in quarantine, uh, <laughs> I yeah, you know I, I am I'm broke I I I we broke up, but whatever. It's you know I you know I took control and uh, sometimes you know of things and he'll probably have a different opinion, but who cares? I mean that's not you know really that's basically what happened. There was no lies there, so. Uh, I think you'll feel better after a while. I think this is, I'm proud of you. I think you did the right thing. I don't want to say more than I should from what I know as your friend. Right. But I, I like seeing you happy. You're a beautiful woman. You deserve Thank to be you. with someone who treats you like a queen, not someone who you're questioning yeah. what he's saying. It's like, I don't need so. to be, in, you know, in, you know, I know so many insane fucking people like men. I don't <laughs> yeah. need more insanity. Like, it's like I went online to get out of like my circle you know, yeah. of insanity, and and I think this is more insane than anything I've dealt with. Like, re- really, it was insane. Like, yeah, it just got more insane and more insane. And so I'm just like, I'm not really. I'm just like, I have to take care of myself. And it was fun. I had a boyfriend. You know, I kept having boyfriend after boyfriend, which I normally yeah. don't do. I'm usually more like casual and I just started having these mm-hmm. relationships. I wanted a more of a serious relationship, but, yeah. um, you know, I, 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 I need to take a break. I'm, I, I, I don't have the energy right idea. now. Yeah. I don't have the energy. Well you, well, you, I mean, now we can't, people can't date. I feel, I feel for single people who are trying to date, you can't date. You can sort of talk meet someone online to talk on zoom or whatever, but you can pretend to be anybody for an hour. Right. I you mean, really get to know anybody right I mean, now. I only saw this guy on the weekends for the most part. We never really, it never, it never got deeper like than that. Right. Deep. And I mean, it got deeper. We had some deep conversations, but I don't, you know, he never ex- expressed a lot to me, which was, a, I mean, in every which way, which got really weird. It started getting weird. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about like, 
yeah, it's it, it was weird. It was a weird situation, and um, I was it was starting to wear on me. So, um, I did care yeah. about him. I did, you know, if he's listening or whatever, he's probably not. Um, but I did care about him quite a, a bit, and I just I couldn't take whatever issues. Like I felt like there was big things. I felt there were big things this person was hiding from me. That's what I felt. Big things. That's um, not a good feeling. And it's a bad feeling. Because I'm pretty open, obviously. I mean, yeah. everything, oh, if yeah. you want to find, if you want to do research, if you meet me and you want to do research on me, there is nothing you can't find about me. Like, between all my <laughs> hundreds of podcasts I've done of my own, other people's articles uh, about my eating disorder, um, my comedy, like, between everything, yeah. there's no, I don't have secrets. Like, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I'm sure we have, we all have secrets, but basically my basic info is out there. There's mm-hmm. nothing that you're not going to find out about me. And probably the same yeah. with you, you know, you know, we all yeah, have a little bit of, way. you know, obviously we keep some secrets, but the my basic stuff is like, oh, this, you know, and then you get to know me, obviously I have my own internal secrets that I may not share or whatever in my head, but like, I'm pretty like my basic life is out there. Like you may not, not every intricacy, but you know, but there were things about him I had no idea about. You know, he told me. I have I have secrets I keep for other people, but I don't really have. Um, I feel like why be like? Cause I, you know, I'm okay with who I am. My my imperfections and all. But... Right, take me or leave me. Yeah. Like if you don't like yeah. me, then don't date me. Like that's yeah, how I feel. Like exactly. yeah. you know, and I was very you know I and you know I was like I'm not I'm a very I'm easygoing to a point. And people think I'm a little bit of a princess, but I'm not really. I'm not, you know. And then when I have to be a prince, see, the thing is, I I'm too easygoing. And then I like lose my boundaries. So, like, I'm not like materialistic. I'm not. I'm not like a person who has to, you know, have a certain kind of restaurant or a certain kind of like clothing. Like, it doesn't. None of that car. None of that. If you know, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? But like. I'm a, I, I mean, there has to be just basics. And I just, if you don't have those basics, like just honesty and a hard worker and goals and sort of like somewhat healthy, like I can't, I just can't do it. It's not my, you know, I can't do it. You know, I can't. Um, you don't need to. No. Life's too short. No, life is too so short. short. There's this is, so much joy yeah. in it that, you know, can get, I, I don't really regret having, and say I don't have it, but I don't regret all that much. I've done as much as I regret having ruined the joy in things by overthinking them and allowing myself into situations that were unhealthy. Yes, that robbed me of the ability to enjoy other aspects of my life. I really regret that. Right. I, I think that I remember actually times where you were very. We'd be at a party. And you were like obsessing over a jerky guy or something. And, yeah, I and, regret that. 100%. And we could have had so much fun just having wine and talking and giggling, but we would like. But I've done the same thing. I've done the exact same yeah. thing. I've done the exact. Yeah. I don't know. My microphone just went out. That was really weird. Hold on. Okay. I've done the, the exact same thing. I don't know why my. I, re- I regret that time. I mean, I regret not saying, "Well, if he was this jerky, why am I still talking to him?" I I know. I, know. I, I hold on. I, I regret doing that. I wish I had been able to just enjoy and be in the moment. And, so, yeah, I totally you know. agree with you on that. I totally agree with that. Something happened. Right, right before we 
got stuck in here. Yeah. I had been having the time of my life. Like I, I had been really having the time of my life, and so really because of that, you said yeah, you, were I, doing, you were doing comedy a lot. You were doing a lot of stuff. And yeah, I was finally really living my dream. Happily married. You always doing work to, that I love. I know you always wanted to get married, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I really did. I didn't think I would, and I and I. Why didn't you? Think I am. You would? Why didn't you think you would? I had a weird upbringing. Um, my mother, in her in her own way of being, trying to protect me. I'm not sure where she was coming from. There was a it's a long story, but uh, I was forced into a relationship starting at the age of nine with a a boy who was a little bit older than me and a lot bigger than me. Nine. Um, nine years old. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like preteen nine. Nine. Nine years old. Yeah. A little bit of tech. yeah. So keep talking. I'm trying to fix my. So, so I was. Uh, he was from a couple of towns older, over, wow. and uh, he did a lot of really weird things to me, um, physically and sexually, and very confused. His reasoning was it was a time of homophobia. He was gay and trying to prove to everybody that he was straight. He used me like, like a doll, and I didn't get to really develop in the years that people usually develop. Really, they are. Yeah. All right. I just fixed my. Hold on. I got to fix this. Hold on. Yeah. Go ahead. We had a little technical difficulty. My microphone just went out. I hope that. Yeah. So I, now it's really loud. So. That's okay. so weird. This. This board. I, I need to get a new board or something. I have two boards. My. I have one up for the Pressman Hour that me and Angela both have. It's the same board, uh-huh. and then I have this one. <clears throat> so I could do the phone calls. So I have to talk. I got to get a new board somehow. Um, I so you had a relationship i know this is between an intense part wow this is so weird yeah, no it's fine I'm, I'm really comfortable with my who i am my past no i know you've been you've wor- really yeah. worked on yourself and but- I, I give lectures on this regular i talk about this regular so it's not it's not going to bring up emotions to talk about this good time. okay good i don't want you to be too upset about stuff but no i no. think it's important that people so that's like I think a lot of the borderline might have come from the trauma of the, those years and stuff. So, so this is this is what I'll tell you what I see from my group because not although I do have a lot of sexual trauma and emotional trauma, a lot of people in my group do, but not everybody does. Uh, I think personally that everybody with borderline is a highly sensitive person. Right. Some people who are highly sensitive have parents that see that they have a highly sensitive child and acknowledge it. But people with borderline realities get re- regularly denied. Right. Which creates a lack of a sense of ability to trust themselves. So it's something... I have, that pro- I have that problem a lot, actually. Okay. So my... So, if I get I, invalidation, is, is that a good word to use? Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, invalidation is important. Yeah. I, I tend to have you know have I think one of the you know going back to the breakup is that like there was a lack of I, I mean and uh invalidation like when so like when I said the dating site it's not something you should be on when you're having a girlfriend and you're presenting to the world as a single man right, it doesn't yeah. I, like like I maybe will call it gaslighting I don't know but th- that's like I'm not crazy. If you said, well, I'm single and I want to be online, okay, you have a point. But if you're saying we're exclusive, I don't want you dating other people and vice versa, then being on a dating site 
and be me being upset and and then and yeah. like fighting me about it is like it's not an agreement. It's not like I'm a Democrat and you're a Republican. Let's fight. It's like saying, you know, people that are married and 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 are monogamous don't go on dating sites. It's the same thing. It's like you just don't do it. Right. There's no argument with it's not, it's not an argument really. I mean, arguments are like. I want to go here. You want to do that. Or I disagree with that in an opinion. Like, like maybe you can consider that an opinion, but I felt, you know, my therapist and I am like, well, you feel invalidated every time you, yeah, you know, when the, you know, it's, and it was like, and it then maybe it becomes abusive too. See, but he was lying and he was manipulative and it was contrived, but I'm, I'm saying it can happen sometimes when that's not the case. So like, for example, um, if a child says I'm cold and the parents look at the thermostat and it's 69 degrees or 70 degrees and the parents like oh this is a child so the child's confused the child's not cold let me explain to the child that they're not cold oh I, not cold. I was I had that in my family a lot a lot right, so that's yeah. it's not malicious it's just that if that happens on a regular basis, you have two non-sensitive parents with a highly sensitive child. They don't understand what's happening. And then you're not being, va- your feelings aren't being validated. Right. And you're, and you're, and you're, and you're, and you don't know what the reality is. Well, my mom said I shouldn't be cold, but I am cold. Right. My mom says I'm not cold. Not that I shouldn't be cold, that I'm not. Well, my mom knows better than I do. So I must not be cold. Therefore, what I think is cold is not what cold is. Now, also, the parents, the parents do that also because they think they're not going to make it 75 degrees because they don't want the thermostat to go up and pay more bills or maybe they don't want to be hot. So they're doing it for the, so their needs don't be so their like physical body isn't uncomfortable. So they'll convince you that you're not cold or tell right, you not, you should. What I'm, right. What I'm saying is like when it's completely non-malicious. So like a child like. Right, it's not malicious. It's not malicious at all. There's no malicious intent. My parents did right. it all the time to me. They just th- thought I shouldn't feel a certain way because maybe it was like, like you said, it was 78 degrees, but I'm cold, or it was uh, uh, I shouldn't be upset about something. Like my mom, mom right. still does it. You shouldn't be upset about that. That guy didn't mean anything to you. He, did, it was like a date, as far as I'm concerned. That's what my mother would say. But right. I was really exactly. upset about it. That's that's the same right. thing, I think. Similar what you're saying, right? Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So give some more and, examples of that, of like not and like of that kind of how that that could that adds up to being to creating a reality for someone that does that they can't trust their reality. Right, and so that's the only thing that I see is always the case: highly sensitive and invalidated. But not on purpose, just because the parents think, "All right, you shouldn't be cold." Depends. Sometimes it is on purpose. Well, we don't know the intention behind it. Right, exactly. Right, right. It's not to be malicious necessarily, just to be maybe not to create a, you know, now I have to get up, I'm lazy, I don't want to change the thermostat, or I don't want to pay more money for the thermostat, for instance, in that case, or whatnot. Or or let's say right now, it's probably happening right now. Right now, there are probably highly sensitive children who sense their parents terror who are saying i'm terrified i'm scared and the parents are saying no you're not it's nice to be home nice to be home with the parents nice to be home all the time oh interesting okay you know you know 
empathic, I'm empathic, so you know you sense what people are feeling, even if they tell you otherwise. You have a big smile on your face, but inside you're crying, an empath is going to sense that. Right. An empathic child is going to sense that and have parents that are denying that reality. It can, it can cause lots of problems. And children are generally empathic in general. They just know, they you, know things energetically. Right. They just know energetically. Children just know things. Most kids. Yeah. So we have to work. We're, we're 47 minutes. So much for my half hey. hour show. Um, uh, thank you. Uh, so I want to just so so just like what are some things people could do like to like prevent maybe like to like validate other people like even if you don't agree with them in terms of their own personal experiences validate those experiences even if you don't there's agree with them yeah, or yeah right or wrong they just are okay they just are you never someone's emotions towards something is never right or wrong there are probably some introverts or we're so happy to be home right now <laughs> you know what i'm saying they're working from home some people are working from home and they couldn't be happier that yeah, they finally get yeah. to be alone on their computer doing their you know ufx right. design whatever they're doing or right, right, computer exactly. they don't have to be around the schmucks in the office yeah right, that they right. hated yeah everybody's entitled to their own reality everybody's entitled to their own perspective and uh and care for yourself care for your own emotions the more you're able to care for your own emotions the better able you are to be there for other people right right and if some people don't know they're borderline like what is some things they should look out for if they're borderline as an adult are there anything that that you think any major um my, my thing is really diagnoses are only, they're only relevant in that they get people into the correct right. treatment. So for instance, so, I'll give an example. I have a very good friend that did the, you did the DBT, the dialectical so behavioral the therapy. therapy. Yeah. It's a very important therapy. It works. I don't yeah. know much that much about it, but it's a intensive, you, you go more than once a week, twice a week, maybe every day. I don't know, but it does treat it's, borderline. It's like, it's like going to Right. And it's amazing. And my friend did it. I can't get into it because my diagnosis was never borderline, though I might have some characteristics here and there. I'm not borderline by diagnosis. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't get into this particular program, um, though my therapist uses some DBT. I can share with you. You can also look up DBT skills online. You don't need to be full on in the therapy to learn the skill right and i could maybe talk to my therapist about it but um he does do a lot of dbt with me oh cool i'm um, not enough but he's you know i was funny i have a great therapist but he's young and he's mm-hmm. just out of school um uh, not too yeah. long i don't think he's very good but his people love him and his schedule is booked mm-hmm. up and i see him once sometimes twice a week actually thank god for my That's insurance yeah, yeah, yeah. and my diagnosis but um it's helped me a lot i mean i got through yeah. this breakup um, and I broke up with, I mean, I, I ended it, um, you know, during this time when I, maybe the reality of life hit me, but I ended it during a time that was not easy either. I could have ended up before I went to LA if I, if I felt, I mean, I do care about this man and, um, but you know, in terms of a life partner, do I think it's going to ever, he wasn't moving anywhere either. That's right. the other thing. So, um, it was, we weren't really planning much and it was just like. 
we were planning, you know, our next dinner, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, some things work. You know, I don't have any hard feelings. It is what it is. But I hate, that, I, I hate that saying. Yeah. Um, I'm not angry. I'm just, whatever. I have, I have uh, mixed feelings about I'm angry at myself for certain yeah. things. And I'll talk to, to you about that privately. Uh, yeah. Um, but so we learned a lot today about borderline personality disorder. Um, if you think, you know, have, if you have any kind of feelings negative, forget about like depression, anxiety, I, suicidal ideations. I do. Is so that... I, I guess this is the one big thing, cause this is the thing that I started with, with explaining it. And this is the thing that tripped me up. If something traumatic happened to you in your life and you go to therapy and the therapist has you start talking about it and unveiling it and picking at it and analyzing it and trying to come to terms with it, and it keeps making you feel worse, get your ass out of that therapy and get yourself to dialectical behavioral therapy because we cannot change the past. And some things we cannot come to terms with, all we can do is accept it and move on. That's it's a better be- to be That's happy beautiful. than to be right. So It's better to be happy than to be right. The past yeah. is like your ass. It's behind you. That's an old yeah, joke. Exactly. Um, and uh, and that was a very beautiful sentiment, Sharon. So tell people where they could find you. But don't hang up because I want to talk to you. Uh, okay. Uh, so uh, tell people where they could find you. They can find me. My my Instagram is Simon underscore says laugh. Right now, because of the current situation, I'm really looking for subscribers to my YouTube channel, Sharon Simon Comedy. I'm posting things constantly. You can see my stand up from way back when we were in clubs. I put up another video with my parents today, as well as a interview with Rich Carucci at Singbat. Oh, I love Rich. Yeah. I'll get him on this thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Thank you so much, Sharon. Thank, thank you so you. much for listening to deep. Don't hang up. Uh, thank you for listening to deep everybody. Uh, we're on iTunes now, Apple Podcasts, uh, Radio Misfits. I'm still doing Pressman Hour uh, once a week, twice a week if I get Angela and I to get on at the same time. And this is the second podcast. I'm doing this a lot. Like, you know, obviously, if not don't have a lot of time, uh, we have a lot more time. So I'm going to get this. This is supposed to be a half hour. It's one fifty three minutes. Hope Ed doesn't kill me, but I love you. Radio Misfits, thanks for your support. Uh, this is Deep with Stacey Pressman, one-on-ones. And... Uh, Stacey Pressman for mayor, 2021, New York. You could actually email me at Pressman for mayor at, I think I put, what's my new, I have a new email. Uh, Pressman for mayor. Did I put NYC? I forgot what I did. This is how ding batty I am. I forgot that I did. If I put, let me give you my new email address for my mayor, mayoral campaign. <laughs> I know I'm a psycho. This is when you know you're psychos, when you, run for mayor in the middle of a pandemic mm. like i can do it better than but de blasio well, anything that's fun right now is good i this is not fun <laughs> this is a career you, move Sharon. you really want to deal with that you really you really want to deal with running all of new york yep i'm that's a control crazy. freak yeah i'm a control freak <laughs> i'd rather run all of new york I, I feel like I could do... I, I know that sounds... I feel like it's possible. Do you know what I'm saying? I know that sounds crazy and people are like, this bitch is crazy. This bitch mm. is cray-cray. Um, Better you than me. <laughs> I really feel that... I know this going to sound crazy. I feel like somehow I can do it. And I know that sounds like maybe it's narcissistic. Maybe I'm just... 
um, you know, I think it's Pressman for Mayor at G. Yeah, it's uh, hold on, let me get it's Pressman for Mayor at Gmail dot com. So write to me your concerns, Pressman for Mayor at Gmail dot com. Two thousand twenty one. You know what? I win a knot. I'm trying. So don't give up on a dream. Do you know? There's big people have had bigger dreams and they've said they can't do it, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, that just means Prussman's got to get his shit together. <laughs> so uh, thank you so much, Sharon. Say on, I'm gonna. Uh, thanks for listening to the Deep with Stacey Pressman and uh, see you tomorrow. Bye. And we are out. <laughs>